0: Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. The market is shifting. Not only is it shifting, it is already shifted quite significantly. And I'm talking specifically about, of course, real estate investing. As many of you know, my roots and tree trunk of my core focus in business and wealth building is in real estate. And so I'm a big believer in the best, nobody has a crystal ball, but the best crystal ball is always using the data, right? The data that's out there to help drive your next decision. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to investing, you know why I stopped being a realtor uh, in my early 20s, why I really transitioned over to being a full-time real estate investor was the decisions that are driven by emotion from most people often lead to things that aren't the most logical, they aren't rooted in, you know, making the most sense, and emotion oftentimes especially when we're talking about wealth building, increasing your income elevating your finances and taking your life to that next level, it's gotta be rooted in making dollars and cents, right? It has to be something that you can hang your hat on knowing that the data helps you make the best decision to serve and achieve and align with your goals. And so one of the things that I always love to do is it's boring as shit. I'm not gonna lie. I mean it's it's not something that I absolutely Love doing, especially in the beginning. But as I've gotten more and more into the repetition of reviewing numbers, reviewing data, and taking a look at a lot of these things, it helps me hone in on what I think is the next logical data driven decision that aligns with my goals. It helps me protect on potential downsides. If I see trends pointing in that direction, it helps me capture potential upside. If trends are indicating that things are going in that direction. And so I wanted to just share some of the things that I've been seeing in the data recently. And if you guys are following Wealth Building Wednesday with Ryan and I, then you guys know we, we cover a lot of this stuff. However, there are a lot of things that are you know coming out in the real estate world that are showing the market is shifting in a big way. And of course, we're seeing days on market increase we're starting to see inventory year-over-year, month-over-month increase. Still, obviously, um, in competitive landscapes and well below what we would say you know, is a buyer's market. However, uh, we're seeing trends go in that direction. Price per square foot on certain houses is starting to settle down a little bit. We're seeing less offers. We're seeing less mortgage applications. And so I wanted to share some of these things that might help you get a better crystal ball for yourself based on what some of your goals are. And many of you, as I know, who reach out and say what up and hit me up, asking questions are real estate investors or you're interested in building wealth through the vehicle of real estate. And so first and foremost, if you're a new listener, uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button uh, and say what up. Shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. Say hello, let me know where you're tuning in from. Uh, If you enjoy the show, of course, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform it is that you enjoy listening to this content on. But my goal is always just to equip you with tools, strategies, and really thoughts that help you, that really create space to help you make the next best decision for you, specifically, on your wealth-building journey. And so one of the things that I always like to dig in is the data. And we've been seeing weekly initial unemployment claims increase. This last week in the week ending May 7th, the advance figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 203,000, which is a small increase of 1,000 from the previous week. However, this is something that, of course, if people aren't working, if people aren't making money, right, then that ultimately is something to be concerned about. You know, the overall CPI report on inflation you know, barreled ahead this last week at 8.3 in April, um, which is really remaining near a, you know, 40 year high. So we know that inflation, the cost of goods, the cost of services is continuing to be a challenge and a bottleneck in the marketplace, in the landscape for, you know, businesses and for consumers as a whole. So this is something that I think is gonna continue to restrict people's buying power. And if this narrative right, continues to stay consistent, consumer confidence, as we know, is going to continue to have, right, a turbulent ride going forward, which ultimately is going to get people doing what? Thinking a little bit more intelligently about where they're putting their dollars, who they're giving their dollars to, how they're allocating their finances. And, you know, for many people who track you know, GDP, and who track a lot of this information around, let's say, a recession, you know, we're essentially in uh, a small, mild, moderate recession. And it could be something that we do continue to trend towards. And in times like this, when most people who aren't, right, paying attention to this information, who aren't sharpening their axe, who aren't putting more tools on their tool belt for times like these, it's a tough and challenging time. And in times like we're in and or headed towards, um, you know, we've been in this helicopter money. The government's going to bail me out. You know, moratoriums are going to protect me. Mindset and mentality for a lot of people, and as a lot of those things are coming to a close or getting lifted, a lot of those safety nets and a lot of those you know, worst case scenario situations now starting to become more of a reality for certain people and those bargaining chips or those safety nets are getting removed, there's going to be some potential opportunity to help create solutions, solve problems, and capture value as a result for people like you and I. Now, There's a lot of investors out there that are sharks and want to take advantage of people and take advantage of their situations. I'm a big believer in creating value, operating with integrity and ethics. And when your product and service meets that person's motivation and you can provide and deliver and execute on whatever that strategy or that solution is to help that individual and make it a win-win for everyone, that's when I honestly started building my real estate investment portfolio back in 2010 in 2011, 12, 13, 14 along the way when there was a lot of turbulence in the recovery of the financial crisis of 2008. And I see, and I've been saying this for quite some time, there's gonna be opportunity as the dust settles from this pandemic and the party is over and the music shuts off for a lot of people to have to face the reality of, the situation and the decisions that they did or didn't make during that time. I can't tell you how many people I saw. You know, their their income wasn't increasing, or it was barely increasing, and yet they were out spending two, three times as much, buying boats and RVs and new houses and all kinds of stuff that ultimately, if the trend didn't continue going in that direction and something shifted a little bit, like we're starting to see and feel and probably will see and feel more of going forward, that could leave them in a pretty tough and challenging situation. And it kind of blows my mind seeing how many people didn't learn from the 2008 financial crisis. I mean, I'm not saying that we're in that exact same situation by any means, but there are some certain similarities you know, that could be pulled from what we just went through and experienced over the last two years with the pandemic and the bad habits and the poor decision-making that so many people, as if they forgot what happened back then, went ahead and did all over again. And I'm a big believer in like, hey, if you didn't go through that experience yourself, there's enough people in situations to learn from to make sure you don't make those same mistakes. And I'm seeing a lot of people making those mistakes and potentially going to pay for them. And so, with that being said, I think there's going to be a great opportunity for years to come in the real estate industry and space for people to solve other individuals' challenging problems and get their hands on some really great investment opportunities. And if you're a new investor or you're an investor in general, you know. I see a lot of investors make these mistakes. And so I want to make sure that if you're going to get back into this space and you're starting to see some opportunity come out, which is going to be out there, you don't make these same mistakes too. And I'll share what some of those mistakes are. One, I've made them. And two, I think these are ways that if you're aware and your you know, mind is turned on to the fact that these could be some potential mistakes you make yourself, you can at least sharpen the ax, create more awareness and make sure that some of these things don't impact you in a negative way as you go out and get more aggressive in times where there's more abundance of opportunity, which I believe we're going to see. So I'm gonna share those here with you in a second. But in terms of what we're starting to see on the housing markets, inventory increasing, You know, not a big surge in new listings and, you know, data coming out, but we're seeing month over month, year over year in increasing inventory. Are you an accredited investor looking for more passive income investment opportunities? If so, text the word deals to 844 447 1555. This will get you on my accredited investor list. And anytime we have a new exclusive syndication opportunity that you can invest in, you will be the first to know. That's deals to 844 447 1555. Obviously, you know, we're starting to see. Uh, some data coming out from you know the mortgage uh, bankers Association and mortgage applications starting to decrease right with the Fed increasing the cost of money and us seeing you know values or prices not continue to drop at a drastic rate right the correlation between those two as we've seen over the past few months with the initial, you know, bump from the Fed on the cost of money, and now this second rate hike, this, you know, past I think two weeks with um, 50 bips, we're going to see now the trickle down effect from that rise of, you know, the cost of money starting to move some of the demand out of the marketplace because affordability wise, they just can't afford to purchase certain houses, or maybe their confidence in the shift of the market maybe wanting them to delay their ability to get into the marketplace we're starting to see some of these things now right these levers being pulled that are you know starting to slow the real estate landscape and so one of the things that you know we're starting to hear from builders being that builders you know are often ones who are putting out a consistent amount of Product in inventory, right? At least this last, we'll say um, month over month. You know, April from March, uh, inventory was up seventeen point nine percent. It's a relatively big jump. Now, when we're talking about the overall data set, right? It's still very low, but eight of uh, fifteen of the top active and popular markets around the country were up year over year. So active inventory in these markets were down 19% year over year in February and down 4.8% year over year in March. So this is a significant swing of the pendulum, right, in terms of inventory. Now, inventory levels are still very low, but as we start to see more supply hit the market and we start to see the demand start to get curbed, that's going to right, change some of the sentiment and psychology of the marketplace. One for the sellers, right? Who are like, oh, I got the best house on you know, the, the market and I'm gonna get 15 offers and we're gonna go 100,000 over asking price. Well, when that shifts and that is no longer, right? The same, then we're gonna start to see that change for the seller. We're also gonna see, right, buyers mentality shift. Hey, there's more opportunities to look at oh, there's less competition. Maybe I shouldn't be offering as much. Maybe I should be offering way less, right? So we're going to start to see the psychology of these individuals in the marketplace that are really, right, the ones driving the data. As that starts to trickle down and play itself out, right, there's going to be that compound effect of whatever direction it's moving in. And right now it's moving in the direction of, Away from a seller's market, a very aggressive seller's market more into, uh, potentially, a buyer's market. Now, of course, we are also seeing, you know, some different uh, narratives come out from builders. I'm trying to kind of pick up the overall data that we got from uh, the builders talking about what we're seeing from their perspective saying many buyers are just pausing. Many buyers are now priced out of the marketplace, right? So we're starting to see some interesting stuff come out. So I'm excited about what this could potentially mean for people that are looking to get in and invest because what we have seen is a lot of investors who are driving the marketplace have actually now started to put things on pause. What does that tell you? The numbers are no longer making sense in certain markets. For certain asset classes. And therefore, investors don't buy on emotion. They buy on data and logic and things making financial sense. And so, when things stop making financial sense and that group of people start to drop out of the marketplace and that demand gets pulled out of the marketplace, right? Then there are things that now are going to create a new landscape based on who's in the game and out of the game. So, as you're looking to get Opportunities into your portfolio, there's a couple things I just want to make sure that you are aware of. Number one is don't overestimate the value. If you're a flipper, if you're somebody that is buying on a cap rate, or understanding that things are not trending in that direction anymore, and that you need to be very conservative and cautious about how you are analyzing the value of an asset whether it's commercial and you're going off cap rates or the income approach, or you're looking at a flip and it's a single family and comps, you know, the last four months were trending in that direction, but then the last couple of weeks, it's now trending in maybe a plateaued or trending in another direction. You gotta be careful and understand to be conservative when a market pendulum is swinging back in another direction or it's plateauing, do not overestimate the value of the asset. You want to make sure you buy right. Number two is oftentimes people underestimate the repairs or what we call capital expenses that are going to go into the asset when you purchase it, right? CapEx is not ongoing repairs, it's an upfront optimization of the asset, of what amount of money you're going to put into it to optimize it to a level that you can, one, get it in a physical condition that can optimize the value of the asset. As well as right, demand whatever the top income that asset can demand, whether it's with your tenants, you know, on a single-family house, whether it's with businesses that are going to be your tenants, you want to get the physical property into an optimized state so you can demand the highest possible rent to maximize the value of the asset from an income perspective, and a lot of people will underestimate the repairs or the capEx. That goes into an asset. So, making sure that you aren't underestimating this. And I'd much rather you, as you analyze it, right, underestimate the value and overestimate the repairs. So, that way, if you come in much higher than the value you estimated or much lower than the value uh, that you or the repairs that you allocated, right, those are just things that drop to the bottom line in terms of profit especially in markets like right now that are shifting. You want to be very careful in creating those buffers and those safety nets around some of these things that often throw an investment off and not make financial sense anymore. Number three is a lot of investors underestimate timelines. And whether this is on a syndication in a multifamily building, a development, it is you know a storage facility, it's a small flip, It's a rental that you're getting ready to put on the market to, you know, get tenants moving in there and generating income from it. Overestimate your timelines. Again, these are little things that you build moats around some of these variables in your analysis. And if you outperform those things, it's only going to show up in terms of profit and ROI and making that investment that much better for you. Now, you don't need to get crazy and, you know, go overboard with these things to where you don't give yourself a chance when you're going after the asset to compete for it. But at the end of the day, in a shifting market, you don't want to one bad buy could completely set you back for a really long time. Then you missing out on a potential decent opportunity, but knowing that there's going to be many more coming behind it. And that's the market that we're heading towards. So underestimating timelines Be more cautious and conservative, especially in times where supply chain issues, contractor and labor issues, there's a lot of things that are out of your control that could completely change your timeline, and you want to make sure that you're being realistic about that. Number four, it's just not doing the proper due diligence on your assets. Make sure that you are going through the proper due diligence on any asset that you're going to purchase. Do the proper inspections, get the proper reports, pull the proper comps, right? Doing the necessary due diligence is a discipline that every successful investor has and understands the value of. It is not fun, it is boring, but at the end of the day, what is necessary to be successful and make sure that you have all the puzzle pieces to put together to have a clear, successful picture of what success looks like for you on this particular asset. Due diligence is the name of the game. Last but not least is people don't underestimate or underwrite the asset for a worst case scenario. This is just like the sleep well at night peace of mind that I like to get by saying, you know what, like that's most likely not going to happen. But if it did end up happening, I know that if worst case scenario happened, these are what the numbers look like, and I can still carry that asset. I could still weather that storm. And this one particular thing, if the worst case scenario happened, wouldn't wipe out five other properties that I have. Because then that wouldn't make financial sense and wouldn't be something that I would necessarily feel comfortable, right? Buying one of those things, knowing that if this goes wrong, worst case scenario, and it wipes out these other five assets, I can then start weighing out the pros and cons of whether or not that's worth it to me. So underwrite the asset to a worst case scenario. A perfect example is I got a buddy. He bought a beautiful house in San Diego that it didn't necessarily make sense financially to rent out to one tenant as a long-term you know, tenant inside the property, but it did make financial sense If he could short term rental it and Airbnb it all the time. Well, long story short, this particular area of San Diego removed all the short term rental permits, made it illegal to do short term rentals. And now he was losing money on that asset every single month because worst case scenario was I can't short term rental this and Airbnb it out. I can only rent it out to one long term tenant on long term leases. And now all of a sudden, I'm making way less. Every single month than what my mortgage payment is, and I'm hemorrhaging. Thank God he was in an appreciating market where the equity and value allowed him to get out of the asset and basically break even. But that was a worst case scenario, and he didn't plan for it. He didn't underwrite it, and he ultimately purchased that property based on a blue sky pro forma instead of understanding the potential risks and downside. Don't make that mistake. It's not worth getting yourself into a financial bind. Small, tiny steps over time, compounding will create massive growth and upside for you. But if you make one bad decision, it can completely erase all of that. So making sure that you understand worst case scenarios for your investment decisions is very, very important. And then, of course, making sure you have the right team members on board. A lot of people place way too much trust in vendors, in individuals that ultimately put them in a really tough position find when it comes to their investment decisions, whether it's a property manager, whether it's a contractor, you got to make sure you're doing your due diligence or what I call the I-3 process. You interview those people, you investigate those people, and then you decide whether or not you're going to integrate those individuals into your investment plan or to help manage an asset. This is a big deal. Don't put too much trust in people until they have earned it, until they have ultimately shown you. They have a track record for success. You feel that alignment. You have an accountable relationship with clear parameters, ideally, right? A contract that details out all of the expectations, if and what worst case scenario happens, how those things are played out. But again, a lot of people put way too much trust in the wrong team members or vendors, and that ultimately ends up being massive mistakes that cost them massive dollars. So with everything that's going on in the market, I think we're gonna see a lot of exciting opportunity going forward. And these are some of the things that you wanna make sure you're sharpening your axe on, that you make sure you got the proper tools on your tool belt, that you are preparing yourself for what we know is gonna be a landscape and a time and a season that is gonna create some really big opportunities for people like you and I who are being proactive and prep- preparing for these moments to go out there, capitalize, capture, and optimize the opportunities I believe we're gonna see in the landscape. And I'm really excited about it. So I'm just curious, what are you guys seeing? What are you thinking? It's gonna be a challenging time for a lot of people. And if you do the right stuff now, you dig the well before you wanna scoop the water and you're ready to rock and roll, I think it's gonna be very plentiful where your cup, your bucket, your well, whatever you wanna call it, is gonna be overflowing with abundance and opportunity I'm excited for everybody who is ultimately going to go out and capture that the right way. It's going to change the course of your financial future, your family, you know, your legacy. And so I want to make sure that everybody's getting that opportunity, but also right, preparing for potential downsides and mitigating risks and avoiding mistakes that can be avoided if you're aware and you're doing what's necessary to make sure that those things don't happen. So curious on your guys' thoughts, are we going to see the market continue to go up, up? Are we going to see a plateau or are we going to start to see a drop? Let me know your thoughts on uh, the text 844-447-1555. Or you guys can always shoot me a a DM uh, on Instagram. We're going to be putting out a lot more content going forward. I got a shout out to my man, Tone Loke, Anthony, uh, one of my very first videographers and uh, employees years ago. And uh, we're back working together. So we're going to be putting out a lot more content. Really excited about that. I want to continue to provide as much value to you guys as possible. So, uh, shoot me a text, say what up, tag me on social media, share this with a friend, a family member, somebody that, you know, could get some value from it, who wants to take opportunity, who wants to gain some ground during these times and, um, appreciate all the love and support. We will see you guys in next week's episode. Cheers.